Hi, everyone, and welcome to the State of State Schools podcast. I'm your host, John Stamper, Christian author, former homeschooler, and former public school teacher. Once a week, I'll give a quick recap of the most important headlines in education and pull back the curtain on what's really happening in our kids' schools. If you're a teacher, parent, or homeschool family, this podcast is for you. Thanks for listening, and let's get started. Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode number 16. In this episode, it's going to be a little different. I'm not going to be talking about the most important headlines in education. Instead, I'm going to be doing a bit of a podcast essay. I did this in episode 14, where I addressed the question, where does gender ideology come from? Well, today, I want to talk about dangerous parallels um, between our education system and education systems from the 20th century. Uh, Like so many families out there, maybe you hear about transgenderism, gender identity, and critical race theory, but you may not know why any of it matters or why it's such a big deal. Or maybe you hear how Marxism and communism have taken over our schools, and perhaps you just brush those statements off as being too extreme. So my goal here is to help show you the significance of Marxism socialism and communism, and to simply point out that there are some dangerous parallels in our own education system that we should be aware of. And we should use that information to course correct and make better decisions moving forward. As you know, education is a powerful tool and education systems throughout history have been used to accomplish incredibly great things as well as incredibly evil things. We should always learn from history and use it as a roadmap. By looking at the different stops along the way, we can see where we've been and where we could be going. You know, where else have these ideologies and tactics been used before? And how did things turn out? In my book, I look at how five regimes of the 20th century use their education systems to implement radical political ideologies like Marxism, socialism, and communism. And then I draw certain parallels to our own education system here in America. So I'll go through those five regimes that contributed to the rise of communism in the 20th century. And I'll point out similarities or parallels between their education systems and our own education system here in America. The goal again, is to simply learn from history, recognize similarities, and use that information to change course immediately. So here are the five major parallels that I wanna highlight. There definitely are more than this, but these are the ones that I discuss in my book. So keep these five parallels in mind. Parallel number one, absence of the Bible and biblical values, not just from schools, but from society. Number two, education was politicized. Activism was the focus. Academics were neglected. Number three, revisionism took place, changing the country's history. Number four, parents and the family unit were undermined. And number five, society is divided. Oppressor versus the oppressed. Privileged versus marginalized. So keep those five things in mind as I go through these different regimes and I highlight how they use their education system to implement their political ideologies. 
So let's start with Marxism. Marxism is an atheist ideology. So already we see absence of the Bible. Karl Marx himself said, quote, my objective in life is to dethrone God and destroy capitalism, end quote. Generally, Marxism is about the disruption of systems or the disruption of institutions like the family. One tactic would be dividing people into two groups, oppressor versus oppressed or privileged versus marginalized. That's a Marxist tactic. One example of this would be the training that I received on intersectionality while I was teaching with Chicago Public Schools. In this teacher training, people were placed into one of two groups. You were either privileged or you were marginalized. This training that I went through stated that the quote unquote privileged people, such as straight white Christian men, they used tactics of abuse to further oppress and uh, further abuse marginalized people, according to this training. Socialism and communism stem from Marxism. They're all linked together. Vladimir Lenin himself said, the goal of socialism is communism. Today, socialism is evident through the idea that kids belong to the village. Kids belong to the community, to the school, and that parents shouldn't have a say in their education. Another example of this would be schools adopting quote-unquote parent secrecy policies where students can change their name, change their gender in school, and schools don't have to tell the parents, which drives a wedge between parents and children. Now, reminder, keep those five parallels in mind as I go through all of this and try to connect it to what's happening in our schools today. All right, again, those five parallels, absence of the Bible, education politicized, revisionism, parents and families undermined, and society is divided. Uh, the first communist state was the USSR under Vladimir Lenin. He made education as political as possible, beginning with revisionism. This is where schools implemented new curriculum, new history, new teachers, and progressive textbooks. The Soviet style of education disregarded reading, writing, and arithmetic. Instead, it implemented a social education focused on collectivism and playing your role in society. He said that kindergarten classes were, quote, the sprouts of communism. And today in America, there's a push to expand public school to include three-year-olds. So it wouldn't be K through 12, it'd be pre-K through 12. Under Hitler, Germany's education system focused on sports, new history, and racial science, not academics. Teachers were trained how to implement the Nazi ideology into their classrooms. Hitler stated, quote, if the older generation cannot get accustomed to us, we shall take their children away from them and rear them as needful to the fatherland, end quote. Today, we hear that children need to learn what society needs them to learn, not what parents want them to learn. So this is all done to justify the removal of parents from the education process. German students were told to report whether or not their parents were Nazi sympathizers, which undermined parents, drove a wedge between parents and children, 
And then once separated, it was easier to take those children to form the Hitler Youth. In communist China, before Mao became the head of the CCP, he was the head of propaganda. And he would demonize, discredit, villainize, and publicly embarrass his opponents. Again, are we recognizing parallels or similarities? Get this one. In 1967, Mao shut down all schools and colleges during a cultural revolution. Can any of you out there remember a time in America where, you know, we shut down schools and colleges across the country? And maybe there was a bit of a cultural revolution going on? Hmm. So again, in 67, the first thing Mao did once he shut down schools was he trained the teachers. Trained them to do what? To implement a new curriculum. What did that curriculum emphasize? Activism and politics. Again, are we seeing any parallels? Mao was a Marxist from a young age, and he was very anti-family. He viewed families as oppressive toward the lower class, which is very similar to my training on intersectionality that I told you about. This training said that middle-class homeowners were oppressive to the lower class. Now, Mao was so anti-family that he even removed kitchens from homes to force families to eat in cafeterias, which further eroded family bonds. The adults were made to work, and children were raised in daycares instead of homes. The family unit was being destroyed. So we see Mao, a Marxist, accomplish what the Black Lives Matter organization advocates for, which is the destruction of the nuclear family. Husband, wife, children. Father, mother, children. Black Lives Matter, in case you forgot, was founded by self-described Marxists. Pol Pot. Pol Pot led Cambodia during the Cambodian genocide, and he was a great admirer of Mao. In Cambodia, teachers were rewarded for promoting communism to their students, and anyone who did not support communism was labeled as an oppressor, a traitor, or corrupt. The Kim family in North Korea used extreme revisionism, effectively erasing all history prior to their reign, portraying themselves as deity. Teachers in North Korea meet with propaganda officers every week to be trained on current political policies, policies that need to be implemented into schools. Now, most North Koreans live in poverty, but they're taught that it's the capitalist countries like America that are responsible for their problems. In North Korea, language is heavily censored. For example, the words love and liberty are not used, so parents can't pass on those ideals to their children. The only admiration that's allowed is to be directed toward the Kim family. So again, the major parallels are no Bible, education was politicized, revisionism took place, parents and the family were undermined, and division was sown in society. Those are the things that we can see in those 20th century regimes, and we can also see them in our education system today in America. Those are the things that we need to address and we need to course correct immediately. Now, I'm not saying we're committing the same crimes as those regimes, but we are mingling with the same ideologies and the same tactics that they did.
And these similarities should cause us to change course right now. Historically, the difference between America and regimes like those has been that America stood for God and stood for the Bible. Imperfect, yes, of course, but America was founded on biblical values and biblical principles. And that is what allowed us to become the freest and greatest nation the world had ever seen. Sadly, as I've attempted to point out in this podcast, the values we once stood for as a nation and the leaders we once respected and revered have been undermined, discredited, corrupted, and demonized. So at the beginning of the episode, I said that identifying these parallels should cause us to course correct. So I believe the correct course for us would be to return back to God, back to biblical values. And that starts on an individual basis, which is why I try my best to sound alarms and to share information so that each individual can make decisions for themselves. Well, that's all I got for this episode. I hope you all enjoyed it and uh, take care. We'll see you next time.